Hey everyone, Clay here. If you've been listening to this show for a while, then you know that Sean and I are both big Michael Keaton Batman fans. So of course that meant we were eventually going to cover Keaton's return to the role in The Flash. But we're going to be doing it on Patreon. So uh, here's a little preview of our coverage of The Flash. And if you want to hear the whole thing, head over to patreon.com slash the Penske file and get all that sweet, sweet Michael Keaton Batman content over there. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. this Superman, then you're on your own. You're... You are here. Yeah. I'm Batman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bat-Ass Podcast, the Batman the Animated Series show, where generally we talk about Batman the Animated Series, but today we are doing a special episode where myself and Sean Murphy talk about the 2023 film, The Flash. How are you doing, Sean? Man, you ever have a film fool you? Like, you walk out of the theater and you're so hyped or buzzed or tipsy and you're with your friends and it's like, man... That was pretty good. And then the next morning you're like, wait a minute. That <laughs> <It> was terrible. <laughs> I think I think that was the, the entire collective response to all three of the Star Wars prequels. Okay. Because like yeah. I remember when Attack of the Clones came out. Yeah. I think I saw that movie three times in the theater. And um only after that, when I really kinda came down, did I realize that that movie was basically two hours of trash. Yeah. Well, I remember my friend went hard to bat for the movie The Hulk. Uh, oh, the yeah. first one. Yeah. And uh, after a while, he was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't that good. And I was like, yeah, man, you have like Hulk dogs and different, like, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I, and he's like, you're right. It hulked me. So for a while, <laughs> I've been using the phrase like this movie hulked me. I went, I went to bat for The Hulk after I saw it. <laughs> And Daredevil, I think, because I was, <laughs> I was uh, uh, too taken by the fact that they were actually making these movies. Yeah, and so uh, Daredevil, I think Daredevil had the quickest burn off because uh, yeah. I saw Daredevil. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool, and then a couple of days later, I was like, no, that was that was not cool. <laughs> but uh, the yeah. Hulk, I actually still, I'll defend parts of that Hulk movie. Like, I still think the mm-hmm. uh, the sequence where he's fighting in the desert is mm-hmm. some of the best Hulk stuff they've ever done. But, um, yeah. you know, there's yeah. another 
hour and 45 minutes to that movie, so I don't know if it all holds up. I haven't watched it in a long time, though. Yeah. Why yeah, do you, I don't know. Why I mean, do you ask? The, <laughs> well, there's this thing of people, uh, the new, one of the things people throw out there now is when you see a movie, do you actually want to see it again immediately? Sure. As that's as if that's some kind, of, some kind of barometer for how good it is. And, you know, when I watched the new Spider-Verse, I thought, I got to see that again, just because I feel like I missed some stuff. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know. Do you think that's true that uh, you can tell a good movie these days if you actually want to see it again because there's so much stuff to see now? I don't think it's a marker of quality because there's plenty of movies that I think are fantastic that I've only seen once. Right. Um, and yeah. I, there's plenty of movies that I've seen more than once that I that are terrible. Uh, I saw what's, what's I saw the... Spider Man three twice, and I knew at the time that movie was terrible. Right. What's a a movie that you know is great, but when you walked out, you're like, "That was awesome." I never want to watch it again. Um, like Schindler's List, maybe. Yeah. No. I you know I do like a weekly Schindler's List viewing just to keep myself <laughs> humble. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I've actually heard someone say that sincerely. They'll watch that <laughs> once a month and just have it on in the background. <laughs> just as they're cleaning <laughs> yeah no i'm not lying man she's generally a normal person like i kind of threw me i gotta actually circle back with that yeah. next time i see her <laughs> everybody everybody's got their weird thing i guess um you know i i i don't know if i've seen many movies in the theater that i've i've said like i just that was really good but i don't ever want to watch that again there was there's one movie uh i think by a guy named todd sullins hmm. called happiness which is um i watched it and i was like this is a good movie like i can identify that but it disturbed me so much that i never wanted to watch it ever again like i i would go out of my way to not watch it yeah that's where strange train spotting and uh requiem land for me oh sure i but i didn't even i can't my head isn't built that way. Like I just can't watch those, and I know that the first uh, those are cult hits for certain people. You yeah, know? yeah. I think yeah, Train Spotting especially. I think the the soundtrack did a lot of heavy lifting for that one. But I actually, I've actually never yeah. seen Train Spotting. I gotta get around to seeing that one. But uh, Ugh, yeah, I, I, I I don't know. Get, I don't know if I've told. That. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've told this story on a podcast. I don't know if it was the if it was with you though. Um, yeah. <clears throat> my Requiem for a Dream story is my friends. Uh, the older kids in my church youth group would get together and watch movies every now and then. And there was one uh, one girl in the group who was really annoyed that she never got to pick a movie. Hmm. And so we all got together at, at one of their houses and we're like, okay, well, sure, you can pick the movie. What did you pick? And she's like, I picked this movie called Requiem for a Dream. And uh, <clears throat> I had I had I was aware of it. Hmm. I had not seen it. And yeah. I don't think anybody else in the room, maybe except my one other friend, was aware of it. And so uh-huh. I I watched Re- Requiem for a Dream with a room full of church kids at somebody's house. And, like, I had this huge wow. smile on my face the entire time because I knew exactly what was happening. And then afterwards, yeah. there was this just, like, stunned silence. And the girl who picked the movie just said, I thought it sounded nice. <laughs> It does sound nice, it does. actually. Yeah, it's got kind of yeah. a nice, yeah. Like, What Dreams May Come. But and again, a movie that's not a lot of fun. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, is there a particular reason that you're bringing this up? Does this uh, apply <laughs> to anything we're going to talk yeah, about man, today? Yeah, man. So we went down to Washington, D.C. We had our, our group together. So there were like six of us. 
and we're having good dinner and drinks so i was primed to have a good time i think all of us were and uh i was expecting a complete shit show like i have no faith in this movie i wanted it to bomb but i wanted michael keaton to be good so that we could get a batman a proper batman beyond Mm -hmm. um and i think because it technically kept me interested the whole time i walked out I leaned over to you after. I'm like, I think that was an A minus. I was shocked uh, that you said that. Yeah, I, <laughs> you were right. And then the next morning, I'm like, all right, uh, maybe B plus B. And then the, a day went by, and I'm like, okay, well, C. C is an average movie. So I started thinking, what is an average superhero movie? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you give a C to fairly? And I thought, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uh, would be a C for me. Um, but I, then I thought, all right, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. no, I was just going to say... if. We're, I would give. I didn't love Guardians two. I would probably give that high, a C for me. I would say mm-hmm. is a right down the middle origin story that doesn't really take any chances or do anything interesting. I agree, man. But yeah. what? Could you have an example? Um. Hmm. Like like, uh, like probably one of the Daredevil. the second round of Spider Man, like okay. the the Garfield Spider Man. All right, sure. Something like that. So, if that's the oh, average, Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange, like I, that movie's fine, but it's okay. it's just like yeah. it's right down the middle, right? Superhero origin, yeah, a little bit. Uh, so then, doesn't really stand up to to measure that. That's the yardstick. Is Flash better than uh, Doctor Strange? Is it better than average? And I would say no. It's it's a disaster. So then I would go D. But now I'm like, all right, what does it mean for a movie to actually fail <laughs> and uh, for F? And I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute. So I kind of went through all the, the five stages of denial and uh, slept a lot on this and like tried to think of different ways to how to classify it. And it might just be an F, man. And according to the, draw, the uh, box office draw, it seems to have definitely failed. Well, you know, the funny thing about that is the question that I came away from thinking about this movie, I've seen it twice. And mm-hmm. the thing I kept thinking was, who was this movie being made for? Because mm-hmm. it's not made for fans of the Flash TV show, because it has nothing to do with that. And that was on for nine years and had its own whole entire fan base to, 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 uh, that they could have uh, tapped into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, at this point, it's not really being made for fans of the Snyder stuff because everybody knows that this is basically just sweeping out all that stuff under the rug even though like it's very Mm -hmm. very heavily cooked into the Snyder stuff um it's not really for them Hmm. because it's this is the last hurrah of that universe yeah and the only and like the only thing I could think of is like it's it seems to be made for comic book fans but like, it's it seems to be too it seems to be too referential to be a wide spanning hit. Like there's two. Mm. I didn't think that the uh, like the references and stuff didn't bother me because mm. like I kind of that was the movie I understood we were in for. So it's like whatever, just enjoy it. But it's like yeah. I couldn't figure out like who this movie appeals to because even the the uh, the the Keaton Batman stuff was fun, but mm. it's. Uh, 30 years ago how many there's been 15 batman since then like how what's the is yeah. there really still a draw for that outside of the the 10 people who've seen this movie right and so i i just kind of came away thinking like i'm not really sure who this is for 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think it's. I actually think all things considered given the history of this and, and what they actually tried to do, it's not bad. I think it's enjoyable, and I think it's worth a, worth a watch if you're interested in, in The Flash or comic book movies or whatever. But hmm. it's yeah. uh, it's just so strangely all over. Because it's like, again, going back to who's this made for, right? It's not. It's a Flash movie, but about half an hour in, it turns into a Superman movie. Or I should say it turns into a Batman movie. And then a half an hour after that, it turns into a Superman movie. And then... Yeah. At the very end, they wrap around back to the Flash in a way that just feels like they're stringing together whatever they can find, and then they start pulling in all this multiverse stuff, and all the multiverse stuff is all Superman and Batman. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no Flash stuff. There's one other Flash, which uh, yeah. apparently it's it's pretty funny because no one can figure out who played this other Flash, and so mm-hmm. the theory is that he's actually a completely CGI character, which yeah. is a little disturbing, but. So it's like I'm not, you know, you know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's kind of all over the place, and so I'm not really sure who who this is appealing to. Yeah, it's kind of like um, sort of like there's a playground, but it's falling apart. So everyone decides, well, let's get the neighbor. So there you go. There's a little taste of our coverage of the Flash. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/ThePenskyFile if you want to hear the rest. We get into a whole bunch of different things. We talk about the state of blockbusters in general. Uh, the future of Batman, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next time with our regularly scheduled Batman Beyond. <laughs>